views and opinions on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of ESPN Tucson 1490 and 104.9 FM or the Arizona Lotus Corporation. Got car trouble? Now's the time to talk with Jerry on the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show. Call in now at 719-1490. Well, if you're one of the millions who own one of them gas-drinking, piston clanking, air-polluting, smoke-belching, four-wheeled buggies from Detroit City, then pay attention. I'm about to sing your song, son. Good morning, Southern Arizona, and the rest of you out there in cyberspace across the well, actually around the world. Welcome to the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show right here on ESPN Tucson, uh, 1490 AM. It's my understanding that we're going to 1490 AM permanently at the end of the year or something like that. I'm sure ESPN will tell me about it before it's over with. Uh, I'm Jerry Simmons, your host, along with me this morning, I think, is my buddy who was out under the, he was under the weather last week, Jim Mooney, Frontier Towing, for all your towing needs. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jerry. Thank you. Yeah, I was uh, a little under the weather. It had the weather, the clouds had to be pushed down onto the ground, so. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I'm back this morning feeling much better. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. I think something happened to my phone. I'm not sure what took place there. Well, mine happened anyway. at the same time. So, okay, we, we just rate. a little. It's too cold for the phones to operate in Tucson. That's it's what it is. Too cold. It's dangerous yeah. out there. Hey, Sorry, I've been watching the weather channel. Go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say it's super safe Saturday. That means uh, slow down, move over. No texting and driving. I know that a lot of people are starting to go on their holiday weeks this week, so getting their Christmas vacation in place. So malls at maximum, tempers high. So be careful out there. Remember yeah. to spread a little. Tempers high, pa- patience is non-existing. Uh, the traffic, I was out in it. I've been out in it actually kept the last two days, and oh my gosh, you know, I people it needs to be a full time driving job. Put the phones down, throw them in the back seat, throw them in the bed of your truck, hang them off the rear bumper or something like that. I, I, this is, I mean, it's 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 a little bit ridiculous because we have more traffic than we used to have because of the building and stuff that's going on in Tucson. And the traffic is just thick as it's just incredible. And be careful in parking lots, you know, like your your big box stores and the Costco's and the Sam's Clubs and all of that because people are just not driving 100%. So that means if you're – you need to be driving about 110% driver. 
and there is no there is no other way around it. You know, hey Jim, do you have a special force we're going to put on the airway today? You still got your little uh, drawing that you want to have? I, I do, Jerry. I still have it. Um, uh, same as last time. Uh, free tow for going to you guys or Parker or or Brian, uh, automotive specialist there in I, Ina, Brian or Mitch. Let those guys take care of your car. Um, yep, good for uh, good till the end of the end of January. Uh, ten, uh, we'll tow you up to ten miles. Um, your light car, or light passenger, tr- your car, or your light passenger truck. We don't care if it's electric or not. We'll still tow it. Just because it, just because it's cold outside and that electric battery doesn't want to work, we'll we'll still tow that puppy. Um, it's um how about yeah, the um what about the drunk driver the drunk driver if if you're if you're too drunk to get home i will tow you home that's right and and <laughs> by the same token when you when you when you pack up your family and, and decide you're going to go to the in-laws you know you everybody knows what a fun trip that's going to be or and uh, you put your kids in the car and the packages in the car and you get all the way to the house and find the car won't start and you're dying to leave, let me know I'll help you out too. Because <laughs> that's the worst one. You get you get everybody packed in the car and and you know you got you got presents in there and you even got the pet in there and you got everybody strapped in and you're, you're hoping you didn't forget you know grandma grandma Shirley's gift. You know, and, and the, by the way, that's the fruitcake. Grandma Shirley likes the fruitcake, so you got to make sure you didn't forget Grandma Shirley's fruitcake, and you didn't put it on the bottom to get crushed by everything else, along with all the other clothes that you're going to have in there. <laughs> you could just envision. Are you trying to tell me you don't want the? Hey, are you trying to tell me that you don't want the uh, fruitcake looking like a cookie when it gets to its designation? That's right. Don't make the fruitcake look like a cookie, because you and I both know that that's the kind of trip that you're gonna that you're gonna plan for for three days, and you're gonna stress about even after you get done with it. Even after you get done with that trip, oh, you're yeah. gonna stress about what you should have done and how you should have done it. And there's gonna be the argument and the fight, and you know, there's it's 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 one of those trips you just it's not it's not like it'll be fun when you get there, but by getting there is gonna be a is gonna be a ride. So make sure that you got everything all together but when you forget and you leave the lights on it at uh grandma shirley's house and you go out and it's cold and it's and it's outside and you're everybody's running around and you do your christmas and you go out there and you're going to go to breakfast the next day or whatever and your car's stuck at grandma shirley's give me a holler i'll get you taken care of because that's that's when it counts Um, yeah well, you got to be able to fire them up in order to move them. Uh, another thing you may want to consider, and I, I this week I've been playing. Right now, my internet and my Facebook and all of that stuff went down. In fact, I was beginning to wonder if the phone was going to be responsive to doing a show this morning. Um, but make sure that when you go out now we've it's kind of cold out there and we've got some snow we've had snow around southern arizona and especially up in the white mountains and over the years i have learned that people actually go up and play in the snow on the weekends so you're going to leave on a saturday morning you're going to go up you're going to play saturday you're going to play sunday and come back sunday night but you're going to be playing in the snow you're going to be playing in weather 
that is not what we call ideal weather. And so make sure when you hit the road, one, if you can get that daggone car checked out before you leave, that's a way big plus on your side. You pay attention, heavy attention, to your tires, your cooling system, and your emergency pack that you take with you. Your emergency, you know, your first aid kit. Um, make sure you've got a, a blankets. Make sure you got water. Make sure you got an extra cell battery charged up in your little pack. Uh, make sure you've got a can of fix-a-flat and a spare tire and extra clothes in case you get out in the snow and you get wet and you need to get out of those clothes and get into something dry. And if you think you're going to need snow chains, one, you can you can still buy them in Tucson, some of your parts houses. Uh, but snow chains is not worth anything unless you know how to put them on. So make sure when you buy a set of snow chains, they all come with instructions. I know, boring as heck to read the instructions. Read the instructions before you get out there and sit down beside the wheel and say, okay, i got to put this thing on. Now you get the instructions out. Well, about five minutes into the instructions, your hands are so cold you can't even put the chains on. So read the instructions prior to putting them on the car and feel comfortable with it. You know, the Stanford University says, hey, you've got to – You've got to tell a good student four times before they get it. So remember that when you get ready to put those chains on, if you've never put them on before. A lot of you have. Hooray for you. You've got it covered. The ones that don't need to read that son of a gun, the instructions, then put your chains on. Trust me, it goes on a lot easier when you read the instructions and you don't have to put them on, and then all of a sudden you're missing a link, you got something out, now it's sideways. You've got to pull them off again and put them back on because, remember, you're going to be doing this in cold weather. So get your emergency road kit. Get it prepared. Get it going. Um, battery issues, 24 to 30 months. If you're running 30 months, 36 months on that battery, and you're going up to where the weather's going to be about 17 degrees, uh, you make sure that you swing by your favorite shop and have them to test a battery and see what kind of life it has in it because it's probably going to be down on the low side, but they'll be able to tell whether or not you stand a chance of making that trip up there and back. So be sure and have your car, we call it vacation inspection. Make sure that go to your shop, tell the guy I'm getting ready to go to the White Mountains. They'll do a vacation inspection on it, and they'll tell you if there's anything at they spot. Now, you can have a car that has 15,000, 20,000 miles on it. You say, ah, oh, that thing is good to go. Yeah? New cars break down. That's not a news flash. That's just a fact. They do break down. Check everything. Have them to check it out. Tell them you're going on vacation. You need this thing checked. You don't need any surprises. And they'll, they'll do it under the hood and take a look at your brakes and all your fluid levels. And see if you're ready to go. For the ones of you out there who's got a car that runs uh, uh, a quart per 750 miles of oil consumption and you have a four-quart capacity, you might want to throw a couple of uh, quarts of oil in your car, actually in your little auto emergency kit, and make sure that you have some road flares or road flags that you can put up in case you do break down on the side of the road. 
Uh, remember, you can use the floor mats to go down on the ground and put your knees on when you're sitting down to, to change your tires. And if you'll do all of that, you should be kind of safe. What do you say, Jim? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's um, be prepared for cold when you're if you're going to be driving. I don't care where it's even here or wherever. Just be prepared for cold. Take some water with you too. Make sure you have a lot of water because um, even when it's yep. cold, you still need to. And blankets. And blankets. Take a couple blankets. Yeah. Take, take blankets. Make sure you got everybody covered with uh, extra warm. Yeah, because it's because it's it's it, the car gets really cold really fast when the engine shuts off. So. Um, if you're stuck someplace, it it gets it gets t- outside temperatures without any problem, and it gets it right away. So when you're out there, and that's a great idea about checking the batteries because when it gets cold, the batteries don't function as good as they do when it's warmer. And it's the little things that you yeah. know that's going to trip you up. It's you know you yeah. you're you're trying to think about eight million things right now, and and on top of that, you're trying to keep everybody on an even keel. Trying to make sure everybody's happy. You're trying to be, you know, the United Nations out there, you know. So the last thing you need to be thinking about is the car. Um, I know we go. I, everybody goes through this every year. Just do it. Do it in advance so you don't have to do it this year. Because there's there's all kinds of havoc and and drama that that goes on with a, with a Christmas Day um, adventure. Um, you know that's why they invented alcohol, so you could so you could relax after you were done. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, make sure you you know if if you need to drink if you're taking coffee with you, make sure you got it in something that won't spill all over you. Don't want to spill coffee all over you or your car; it'll burn you to death. Um, if you need to, uh, if, if you have to rent a trailer, go to U-Haul or someplace quick before they run out. If you if you're really going that much, if you're going that far, I don't know. Some people travel. 300 miles for Christmas, you know, make sure you got enough room in whatever you're taking or go, you know, get some, make sure you don't have everybody stuff, you know, make sure that the the packages aren't piled on top of the kids while you're trying to travel. Unless you're going to make two trips. Make make sure the packages are secure in the vehicle. If you got a trunk or you got a back SUV, which most of you have now, Put it all the way in the back with the seats up, and that'll keep them from flying forward in case you hit the brakes real quick. And uh, exactly. just exactly. secure the packages. Uh, make sure you got your little emergency road kit. Make sure that you got a little can of fixer flat for a low tire and a spare tire. I prefer both. And um, then you can, that's that's about all you can do. Make sure your phone's up. Make sure you've got everything the way it's supposed to be before you go. And then when you go, you'll you'll be fine. If you're towing a trailer, you've got an RV that you're towing behind it, make sure you set all the brakes before you leave your house. That means uh, you want to uh, coordinate the brakes of the vehicle and the trailer. And get them all set up before you start. Then when you hit the brakes, then the brakes on the trailer come on just to, just momentary before the brakes on the vehicle come on. That's the way they're supposed to, like a nanosecond. It's got to, the brakes on the trailer needs to come on just as you're pushing your foot down on the brake. The brakes need to be applied on the trailer, then they'll go to the vehicle that you're towing with. And that'll keep you from having that, uh, putting the brakes on the truck and the trailer coming around your way, you're standing there looking at it. Uh, there's going to be ice 
If you're running in the mountains, just because the roads are clear on the north side of the turn, uh, you can't have some dry ice. Dry ice is a spooky son of a gun. You can't see it. It's just there. And that'll get you in trouble going around turns, and that'll take your own around a turn and make you turn a lot further than you want to. I remember hitting a set of dry ice back in the early days, going to work one Saturday morning at the bank, and it turned my car 360 degrees, just as slick and faster than I could do anything. I don't think it even got out of the lane, though. It was one of those things where it just turned around. And when it it turned all the way around so quick that when we finished sliding, I was back going straight. Scared me to death. Give me a new appreciation for dry ice that you can't see on the north side of a turn. And that was about 7 o'clock in the morning, so. But that was also in Virginia. Um, and if you're, uh, and when you're driving, I, I, you, you put everything on Facebook about where, where you're going and what you're doing. Uh, but call call the people you're going to and tell them when you think you're going to get there. Just give them a heads up. There you, you don't go. Have to tell everybody, but just, you know, tell somebody that you're. Hey, we're leaving. We're leaving this morning. I, we're getting the car. We're driving out now. We're going to be there in three hours or five hours or whatever the number is. You know, and then and if you know, just it's a just a courtesy thing. Periodically check in with them. So because if you don't show up, they're going to be looking for you. And then if for something if something went wrong and nobody knows where you're at, at least the person on the other end of the of the your destination can tell somebody, hey, I spoke to them and they were here, so they're here between here and here. Can can we can we go look for them or you know what's going on? So just just give somebody a heads up what you think, especially if you're going to go a long distance, you know, across town probably not. Oh yeah. Deal, but I mean, if you're going to if you're going to go 200 miles, give somebody a heads up so they so they don't worry, so they got it, they have an idea of what's going on and they can they can be prepared for you when you get there. So. So everything goes smooth. That's right. Smooth and safe. That's what we want to be, smooth and safe. Well, before we had cell phones, that's what you normally did. You called the destination. But 200 miles, 200 miles won't hardly get you anywhere because 200 miles out, 200 miles back is 400 miles. If you go to L.A., a lot of people go to California on on, uh, Christmas holidays because we've got a lot of relatives in Tucson from California. And you go to L.A., what's that, 450 miles, something like that? Or 500, yeah, depending on where you're going, yes. Yeah, and you times two, that's 1,000 miles you got to be running out there in the middle of the desert. I prefer to run in the middle of the desert right now than to run in anywhere in Wyoming or Montana, any, any of the northern places, because it's some places are seven below zero. Uh, I mean, the half of the day? There's going to be five, and the lows tonight's minus four, seven, four. I'm looking at the Weather Channel right now. Omaha, eight. Even in the uh, Carolinas, down 29. You know, so it's, it's, it's welcome to winter. Welcome to winter. Don't forget to check your windshield wiper blades. They, they're, they're kind of like a mechanic. It, they're no good unless you need one and don't have them. So, you know, uh, make sure your wiper blades are up. And your water, make sure that your water levels are good. All levels, all fluid levels in the vehicle are checked prior to going on vacation. You don't really need a garage for that. You pull a stick, check your oil, 
Will another stick check your transmission if you have the ones that you can check? If you don't, there's nothing you're going to – don't worry about it. I mean, there's nothing you can do anyway. Not this late in the game. And But your spare tires, make sure, make sure you have air in the spare tire. Make sure it's up. Check that one first, then you won't overlook it. But make sure that that's good. And now, if you've got a vehicle that's been sitting around for about three years, you haven't used a spare tire. Trust me, you need to you need to check that spare tire, especially that little donut, and make sure that it is up to what it says it's supposed to be on the side of the tire. The speed limit on these little tires are what fifty mile an hour, Jim? Forty five on that little donut. Forty five or fifty. And they're only good for. And they say they're good for 50 miles. Or, or till and, it goes flat. But if you're running, huh? Or till it goes flat. It's good for 50 miles until yeah. it goes flat. That may not be 50 yeah. miles. So, <laughs> uh, If you don't have air in it, and the, if it's 25 years old, it may not work when you get out there and put, and put it on the ground. It may roll for about 100 yards, and then everything come apart. So... They just remember, in Arizona, we've got something, and most of them don't, a lot of UV from the sun. And that thing, I am convinced, can eat a pipe. So, but it, it just, you know, just pay attention. Get a second opinion on it. Make sure that that thing is ready to roll. Due diligence. Preparation prevents poor performance. And you'll be you'll be happy you did. Uh the last thing I got to add in there, Jerry, is if you got a bu- if you're taking a bunch of people, do a head count before you leave, because there is nothing that's going to make you matter to know that you left Johnny at home. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> if, if if you forget a kid or the dog, even if you forget to take him with you because everybody's running around crazy and everything's going, you're all distracted, and you and you got a bunch of everybody, and everybody thinks everybody's looking out for everybody else. You don't do a head count, and you forget them. There isn't anything that's going to make you matter than having to drive back and pick them up. So, you know, first yeah, you're going to feel like, and then you're, yeah, then you're going to feel like crap. So, <laughs> it, it, that's a rough day, folks. That's a really rough day. So, you know. Eeny, meeny, miny. Uh, one, two, three, four. How many of us are there? There's ten. I count nine. So where are we missing one? Who? Where? Where is the kid? He's in the bathroom. Go get him. You know. <laughs> and yep. That that will yep. that will ruin your day. You, you get 200 miles out and realize you got to go back. Oh, you have just your your whole day just went to shot. So just uh, do a head count. <laughs> I know it seems crazy. I know it seems redundant, but. Uh, it actually has saved my tail bunches of times. So, well, it just happens because you're always running in high gear, and you're running just about a half a bubble off when you're trying to plan all this stuff and get, and get in the vehicle and go. You probably already have a time factor that you're trying to make, and, and you're you late. just need to and go. The the other thing, if you get a rental car. Or if you decide, okay, my car, it didn't pass, you know, Parker turned it down, said, no, you need about $3,000 worth on this because you haven't done anything to it in the last three years. And you take it to automotive specialist, and he verifies what Parker says. And you say, well, I don't know. I don't know. And you take it over to Simmons, and he verifies what both of them said. And you say, I'm going to go rent a car, people. 
when you get that car, you make that person go out with you, show you where the lights are, how the car starts, where all the gears are at, where your emergency blinkers are at, where the windshield wipers are at, and you get you introduce yourself to that car before you drive out. Now, I've been in the automotive industry a few hundred years, and I remember renting a little car in Arkansas, and I couldn't even start it. And then when I got out, it started raining, and I had to stop in order to find out where the windshield wiper switch was. So this is something, that, and the lights, oh, and the lights, make sure you know where the light is and try them and make them on to get, get yourself acclimated to what the safety features are. Make sure everything is working the way you think it should or you hoped it would, and then make your trip because you just roll into those and point in case is Mike, who used to be on the radio with me for years. He rented a minivan, went to Reno, Nevada. He gets halfway across, has a flat tire. Can't find a flat tire. Can't find a spare. I mean, he found a flat. He can't find a spare. And it took him over 20 minutes, and finally he called back in from mid. He had phone service, so he called back to the uh, rental place in Tucson. Says, would somebody want to tell me where the spare tire is in this thing? And by then, he was not very happy. And the spare tire was under the floorboard between the front and the back seat. And Know where your spare tire is on these rental cars when you get them. Because if you've got one packed in the trunk, like most of them have now in the SUVs, and you go in, you've got to pull up the back floor cover, and then there's your spare tire with the tools and stuff to change it. Find out where you your jack-up points are on this vehicle. It sounds stupid, but you would not believe they actually have points where you can put a jack without ripping the body off the van or the body off the little car. Make sure you know where the jack-up points are on a car to put your jack, make sure that you have a jack, make sure that you know where the, the spare tire is. Now, what's really going to make you excited is when you go, and I've seen it on the side of the road, where people have had a flat tire, you can see the deck lit up, and you can see enough vacation apparatus parked and put on the side of the road that looked like somebody was moving in an SUV. Because you've got to take all that stuff out in order to get the floorboard, the little cover of the floorboard up so that you can even get access to the spare tire. Do a dry run, know where this stuff is so that when you get out there and the cars are coming by at 85 miles an hour and you're sitting on the side of the road with a little car saying, okay, now what? And your family's sitting inside the vehicle and you're going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. If you unload your family and it's not 20 degrees below zero and you're trying to get them out and get them safe, where do you put people when you get them out of the car, Jim? Get them off the side of the road. Get them all over the. If, if you're on the freeway, get them on the other side of the guardrail. Get them, get them away from the car because if the car gets struck, it's it's not going to be a pretty day. So get it. I know it's cold. Trust me. 
<laughs> that's why you have boots and, and blankets. That's right. Get them away from the car. Get them 25 feet away from the car, out of out of the traffic. Plus, you'll get out of the wind. The the road itself just has a ton of wind on it, just because of vehicles yeah. moving. So, get them away. Get them get them where they're kind of sheltered, but get them out away from the car. Don't be sitting in the car thinking that you know it's going to be okay. You know, and don't uh, put them in front of the car. And don't put them in front of the car. That's right. And and turn your hazards on. And and to make Jerry's point, the other day I had a truck that had the hazards on, and it took me 20 minutes to find how to turn the hazards off. Now, folks, I'm, I'm pretty versed with vehicles. I, I'm pretty good, I thought. And this truck had the, they, the hazard switch was on the multi-switch, and it was hidden by the – you couldn't see it because the steering wheel had it blocked. And unless you knew exactly where to look, you could not see it. 20 minutes I spent just trying to figure out how to turn off the blinkers. I was like, this is the stupidest mm-hmm. thing. And I looked ever. I looked on the dashboard. I looked everywhere. I, I started looking under the seat. I looked on the steering column. I, I, there's got to be a hidden switch here someplace. Did somebody move it? Is it, is it been wiped off? No, nope. it was in plain sight, just not my plain sight. So to bring home his point of no, familiarize yourself with the car, yes. Because you could be sitting there for 10 minutes trying to figure out how to turn on the hazards and never get them turned on. And if you're renting a car and the guy at the rental place doesn't know how to turn them on, tell them to go find somebody that does know how to turn them on. Because that's their job. That's right. That's what they're supposed to do. So. Well, but, yeah. I know from experience, I drove, uh, took a trip one time with my brother up in the Michigan from Carolina. And we're going down the Ohio Turnpike. And I'm driving this little car of his, and we just switched drivers because he was tired. And he assumed that I knew where all the facilities was, all the switches, the buttons, and stuff like this. Well, I reached over to turn something on, and I can't remember what it was. And I turned the lights off accidentally, and it was on a little toggle switch. I mean, factory toggle switch. And I turned the lights on, and we're going, we're running about probably 70 miles an hour, straight as an arrow on the Ohio Turnpike. If we hadn't have been going 70 miles an hour on that turnpike, and it seemed like it took me an hour to find that switch, which was only a matter of seconds before I figured out what I, what I had accidentally hit. But, buddy, that will wake you up faster than pouring hot coffee on your lap. I mean, it was – my brother sat there, and I think he held his breath for the entire time, and he said – don't do that again. <laughs> but the lights went out. It was jet black dark, and I just got my foot off the accelerator. Uh, nobody was behind me. Got my foot off the accelerator and just held on to it and just started playing with the buttons on the left-hand side until they come back on. By the way, I was running 10 miles an hour when I finally found the lights. So it was two or three seconds that we were running from top from the road speed down to that point because I did not know where the light switch was. So when I'm telling you this stuff, there's not a whole bunch that I regurgitate on a show that I haven't already done. I mean, I am a lucky son of a gun in the world, but a lot of people are lucky like that because I know I'm not the only one. Oh, his name is Jerry. All right. Well, bring Jerry on. Jerry, good morning. Welcome to ESPN, Simmons Car Care Show. 
Good morning, Jerry. Always nice. Uh, it's nice to talk to you. I always listen to you every Saturday morning. I want to call in and I want to just say something about one of the services that you offer. I had a forerunner that had 150, 60,000 miles on it. You were talking about the motor backs, engine backs, and so forth. So mm-hmm. I said, hey, you know, I haven't had any trouble so far, but maybe I ought to take a little preventative measure. So I brought it in, cleaned it out. Yeah, it wasn't cheap, but then, as you said, new cars and new engines aren't cheap either. But on the other hand, I got another 160,000 miles. Well, no, I'm sorry, about 140,000 more miles on it. I said, man, maybe I ought to take it in for another motorbike. Well, I was at finally at 302,000 miles. I was riding with my son. He said, Dad, I need you to take me over to a car dealer. I've never bought a new car before. I said, I'll tell you what, if you don't mind, son, I'll give you mine. Drive it for a week, a month, a year, whatever it lasts you. It's not going to cost you anything. He's still driving it five and a half years later, thanks to your motorbike. He took it into his mechanic, oh who wasn't you, but he took it into his mechanic, and the mechanic right. said, you know, I've seen a lot of cars with a lot of miles, but I've never seen one in as fine a condition as this is. Whoever took care of it took immaculate care of it. I owe a lot of that to you, Jerry, because of your motorbikes. And uh, I've always been a proponent of motorbikes and also Simmons Automotive. The second, the second reason I called was I, I needed to have my sister-in-law broke down about Lordsburg just outside, and she limped in at about two miles an hour into Lordsburg. She had a mechanical problem with, with her car. They called their insurance company. They gave their insurance company, uh, the insurance company gave them the name of a tow service. So they called them, and they said it would be a fair, quite, a, quite a lot of money. And during the pandemic, which it was, they couldn't ride in the cab. So that means I was going to have to drive 150 miles to Lordsburg, pick them up, and bring them home. I called Jim because oh, I'd heard him talk to you. And he had also used his services before. And he said, yeah, I can get out there. It was about $500 less than the co-service, than the other tow service. And they, um, oh, yeah, sure, you can ride a cab. How else would they get in here? So I can't say enough about both of you gentlemen, the services you offer. It goes beyond service. It goes beyond just the charge you make and so forth. What you give, you get in this world. There's no escaping it. You give good, you'll get good back. Thank you, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Wow. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's a good Christmas present, Jerry. Yeah, no Merry kidding. Merry Christmas, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Well, I'm not related to, to either one. I'm not related to either one of you, but I really do appreciate your service. So good luck and Merry Christmas to both of you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much, Jerry. Appreciate it. Wow. See, Jim. You People do do, do something right every now and then. <laughs> once in a while, I nail it. Once in a while, you know, every time a squirrel does find a nut once in a while, you're right. Once in a while, I do get it right. Hey, when you're Thank in you living, so I and appreciate that. If you're in the service industry, you need to be in the service industry. And I'll tell the world a little secret here. When I went in the automotive repair industry, I didn't go in the automotive repair industry to just fix vehicles. I went in the automotive industry to take care of transportation problems. In other words, we want to try to find it before it hits you. I had an inspection check sheet that had, uh, at that time, about 60-plus check items that I had made up 
that we used on our vehicles from the get-go when I started in business a few hundred years ago, actually about 47. And we used to use that all the time, and I couldn't understand why other shops didn't have a check sheet like that. And then I found out that one guy had picked it up from a meeting that we had across country in Automotive Service Association, and he decided to make a check sheet. He sold it to Canada, someplace up in Canada. They picked that thing up, and that guy retired early from selling that check sheet. And I thought, I can't believe that I just do things and I don't pay attention. But, yeah, that's me. And But taking care of your clients, and my mama, and love her, but she's gone, and she told me when we were kids, she says, you just treat everybody else like you want to be treated and be honest. Be honest. She says, you'll do fine in business. And that's when I first started business. And I thought, well, that's, you know, that's the way I like to be treated. You know, that's the reason that I do a lot of things a little different than other people do. If you tell me something, I'm going to take you at your word. And if something goes wrong and you don't, uh, you know, you backtrack on your word, like it has happened to me as well as the rest of you out there. But I come from a, a country or a state to where, and old enough to where your handshake and your word was more binding than a contract. I mean, those people were religious about that. Well, everything has changed, as we know, but still. I mean, my wife used to get excited. She'd, she'd come in, and I'd have a customer that come in, and he was driving his vehicle and say, well, did you get it fixed? Yeah, why don't you take it out and test drive it and let me know how you feel? And he would go. I'd give him a keys. He'd go out the door, and he'd test drive his vehicle. And my wife, is he hasn't paid for that, has he? Nope. If he trusts me to protect his family and uh, and keep his car on the road, why in the heck can't I trust him to go test drive his own vehicle before he actually puts the cash down? That's called putting your money where your mouth is. And that's been the standard for 47 years. You know, I don't care. You know, if a person needs his money more than I need his money, stay in business, hey, maybe I just helped him out. So I look at it a lot different than most people do. But I also take it very personal. If you watch to pull something like that on me, I'd think, well, you know, uh, well, I, I guess he needed the money more than I do. So, you know, that's the way I justify things. Kind of stupid at times, but, you know, I still, I haven't been burnt. I haven't been burnt with anybody doing a test drive because people are honest. Basic people are honest. My mama used to tell me, she said, you know, before you start screaming and hollering at somebody, just remember, maybe they had something going on before they ever come to your place of business. And that is the gospel. And most time when people come in, take it from a guy that has has the dentist and all of that. I mean, nobody likes to go to a dentist. Nobody likes to get a lawyer because they've already got something going on before they go to either one of those. And as my dentist actually told me, if people would do a little bit of preventive maintenance on their teeth, they wouldn't have these monster bills later on if they stayed. It's just like Scott over uh, Parker Automotive said, just do a little maintenance 
every now and then consistently do a little maintenance all the time, and then you won't have the big bills coming in and shocking you because somebody will find that big problem coming before it ever gets to you. And so that's just that's just a business philosophy that's that's handled very well. Now, another thing I wanted to cover is owner's manual. I, of course, y'all know that I just bought a, a Honda Odyssey from Lens Auto Brokers, and it come with all the books. And so I thought, okay, this thing's got more gadgets in it than a 747, so maybe I ought to read the manual. 440 pages in the owner's manual has four books that go with it. The navigational book has 267 pages in it, and I'm going... Lord, how mercy. I think what I'll do is just lay that book down in the seat, and then when I'm looking for something I don't know where it's at, I'll be able to go to the book and find it. All right. But the owner's manual, yeah, unfortunately, you may have to read it, and fortunately, you should read it. Uh, I tried reading mine. I started on the front page. By the time I got the 10th page, I was happily sleeping in my recliner. <laughs> I've said before, it'll take you about two weeks, but you'll get some of the best sleep you've ever had. You read and read and read. You get a good book, and you'll read it until you can't hold your eyes open. And it's the same way with these manuals. If you're a car nut, you read them. You want to find out what you, everything you have in there. But this little odyssey has got more things than I ever thought you could even put in a car. And it's quite sophisticated, but... Go to the maintenance page, your regular maintenance, and it'll give you a little section in there, and it'll also give you a little log book where you can log it in. But follow your maintenance on these vehicles. Now, knock on wood, I was able to pull a Carfax, find out that the guy had been taking it to Chapman Honda since it was purchased, and all of the maintenance on the recommended times had been done. That's how you buy a used car. That's one of the little factors that you use it, you find in a used car. All the oils were changed. Transmission was changed. The timing belt was changed on the recommended interval. And the book says recommend you check it at 90,000 miles. Well, he said if they recommend you check it at 90, it's a possibility it could be bad. So they had it changed. So everything was changed. Everything still. I'm very pleased with the car, and I got it from Lens. Oh, by the way, Lens gives you an additional. Hang on, I'll get you the number. Additional $360 discount on all vehicles sold between now and the 31st. But you've got to mention Simmons's name. You mentioned you heard it on Simmons Car Care, or you said referred by Simmons. And no, I don't make a commission on it. But you'll get $360. Make your deal, and he'll still give you the $360. He'll make sure that you that $360 is in there. And I've been they've been sponsoring this show for about uh, 19 years, 20 years, something like that, or more. And um, so it's legitimate. But that's at Lens Auto Brokerage. Over on uh, 2101 North Stone Avenue. Uh, phone number is 520-628 or 625. I'm doing this by memory. 
Hang on. I'll get you. I, very seldom do I ever call them because I just go on the website and pull them up. Uh, 628-7500. 520-628-7500. They are open today. Um, normal hours because of the way Christmas hit. They're not open on Christmas Day. Uh, so you can, you can still get in and it's good. You know, this, this thing is good and it's a real discount. I know I got one while I was in there. And so it's, it's there and he passes it on. And by the way, that was his idea to pass it on the public. When I said, wow, 360 bucks just for showing up. And he said, yeah. Oh, and by the way, you can tell your listeners, if they come in and mention your name, they buy a car from here, it's an additional $360 off. And I'm going, okay, so there you have it on Lens Auto Brokers. Uh, but when you buy a used vehicle, make sure that you do diligent. If you can get a Carfax on it, I've seen Carfaxes that had nothing on them. And I, the car's got 190,000 miles on it. I said, okay, that means that whoever is doing it, uh, it wasn't recorded, but from I found out that by actually having a Carfax on this one car and looking at it, how complete these Carfaxes can be. Okay, uh, it'll tell you if there's a crash. It'll tell you if there's any body damage, like a vehicle crash or anything like that. The body shops are real good at reporting that. In addition to the car dealerships, so. A Carfax is real nice to have to go along with the information. And plus it gives you who serviced these vehicles, the name and address of who serviced these vehicles. And if you want to call the dealership and say, hey, I just bought this car, and I noticed there was a space in here that wasn't, the time didn't work out. Can you tell me anything about this vehicle? And the guys are pretty good down there. They'll pull it up real quick for you and tell you. Yep, didn't see him. Must have been a winter visitor or something. It went back to the East Coast, or they were out of town at that time or something like that. But just be careful when you're buying used vehicles. And my gosh, the price was right. Uh, I don't say it was cheap because there's no such thing as cheap vehicles anymore. You get what you pay for. If the price is too good to be true, it hadn't changed. I mean, that's that's the way we've learned for years and years and years. So if a price is too good to be true, make sure you have it checked out so you'll know how much extra money you're going to have to put in it. I know it's your favorite color. It's like buying that daggone Mustang that I bought. I bought the Mustang. Purchase price was one thing. Getting that thing up to where I thought it would be safe for the road cost as much as the car. <laughs> So, but I've got it. I wanted it. I got it. So if you're buying a primary car now, it might be a little different program. You don't have time to have that thing sitting in a garage for 30 days being rebuilt because you didn't, you just liked the color and you didn't check the mechanical on it. So there you go. The word to the wise. How come, how come you didn't buy that F-250 they got over there, Jerry? That little 19 F-250 Derma? That diesel? That's a nice truck. Did you, did you see that one when you were there? Oh, Lord, gonna, yeah, I've seen gonna, I've seen they that, had a... That's a beautiful truck. I saw that truck. That is gorgeous. They had... They're, all their cars over there are good. They had a line of Jeeps. They had about 15 Jeeps over there of different uh, years and stuff like that. 
and they've got a lot of the little SUVs, the gas misers and stuff, and all of them are, I mean, you can get the warranty. If you can get the warranty on them like I got on my uh, Prelude, uh, my Odyssey, uh, you know, I bought the warranty, but I cover the big things on the warranty because I own a garage. And I covered the engine, I covered the transmission, I covered the dual air conditioning. So if you're buying even a used vehicle and you can get a good warranty, they have a pretty good warranty program over there. Just remember, when you get up to around 100K, over 100,000 miles, and you put a warranty on it, you're going to pay a little bit more. But if you have a transmission go out in that vehicle, that's going to be around 3500 to $4,000. If you get an engine to go out, you're talking 5000 to about 8000 If you have a dual air conditioning and that thing goes out, you're going to be around the 3500 to 4000 if not more, by the time that thing gets fixed. So I put the one on for the engine, the powertrain, and the air conditioning. The rest of the stuff I'll take care of. But, um, you know, just it's, it's money. It's just like prepaying repairs that's going to get you a heavy discount depending on the size of the repair so be sure and check and if you buy a used vehicle and there's a lot of places that you can go into with a used vehicle but (coughs) just remember those vehicles have to qualify and i see a lot of stuff on the radio i hear a lot of ads and stuff of vehicle coverage when they give you uh they say you only have to answer a few questions yeah I got a vehicle that's 225,000 miles. Sorry, we only cover up to 200,000. Pay attention to the warranty that you're buying. And don't buy, oh man, just pay attention to it. And if you can get another person that has it, uh, that you know, ask them about the warranty problems or anything like that. Because we've seen vehicle warranties that we were actually working on the vehicle with the approval of the insurance company. Halfway through the vehicle on a $3,000 job, we get a call from the insurance company, and they say, I'm sorry, we've canceled the warranty on this. Click. And you go, what? And by the way, that was from a dealership. And I was, so you can you, you make sure that the warranties that you're getting, because most of your warranties on the aftermarket vehicles are independent warranty companies. So make sure the one you get, get them, check them out, check them with a Better Business Bureau, and really make sure before you spend the money to get these warranties. There was a gentleman that bought a car in Phoenix. He put a warranty on it. He thought he drove the car to Tucson. He blew the engine up coming back to Tucson. I don't know where he bought it up there. It didn't really, wasn't, that wasn't my problem. However, when he got ready to turn it over to get the engine replaced, it was not covered. I'm going, how do you get a warranty on a car that don't even cover the engine? I mean, that's your big expense on these cars. So if you don't cover the engine, what is that warranty that he just purchased? I never followed up on it. All I know is he was just absolutely heartbroken and probably hit his wallet pretty hard. But um, the last thing I heard, he said, I'm going to have that thing sent back to Phoenix, and I'm going to stick it right in there in their front door. And that's the last thing I heard on it. So be careful with the warranty that you're buying. I was very pleased with the way uh, Lynn's 
explained the warranty that I was purchasing. And by the way, I had five different options to buy warranty on this car, and they went through everything on it. And I just, you know, I felt very comfortable when I left there with the warranty, the car, and so far so good. So good luck with your next purchase of your car. But remember, you can get an additional 360 bucks off at Lens if you buy one. That's after you make the deal. You know, he will make sure you get that 360. He promised. And he's pretty good about keeping his promises and takes good good care of his uh, people that buy the cars, too. Um, now, we're on down security. Oh, my goodness. 360 will get you what? Go ahead, Jim. Today? $360 will get you one tank of gas, maybe two. So at least at least you can at least you can go at least you make it to Christmas. Depends on what you're driving. <laughs> Gas prices are down. I've seen them at three thirty nine or three twenty nine or something like that. I know. So they're down. The they're other down. thing, bit, yeah. if you ever had a vehicle stolen, you will appreciate what I'm going to tell you. Added security systems to late model vehicles. Intermittent starting problems that mimic dead batteries or a neutral safety switch. And it turned out that this uh, 2006, I think it is, Duramax, that one of my uh, members of Search and Rescue had, it had, she had to have it towed in to this place. Uh, No, she drove it in because it would start and one time when it was cold and then when it got hot, it wouldn't start again. And so she took it into her shop and they called her and it was the secondary security system that they put on there. They tapped it into the line where the primary went and that was the problem. And I said, how long has it been on? She said, since I've had the truck. I mean, this system had been there a long, t- long time. So evidently there wasn't an instant installation problem there was a problem of this secondary secondary system just having a wiring problem or so i don't know i didn't get into it i didn't see the work order on it but when you're putting a added security system on like i put on my truck when it was stolen or my wife put it on it that sucker cost thirty five hundred dollars I mean, you could sneeze on that vehicle, and every bell and whistle and horn and everything else would come on. It'd just scream at you. But that's after it was stolen. And people think that their vehicle that they're buying has a security system on it. Well, it may have a lockout to where, you know, the ignition switch, you've got to have the switch to put a computer on there, put a chip in the fob, and then it, it opens everything up. But you may not, and then you think, oh, I've got a security system. And then all of, a sudden, all of a sudden your car is stolen and you're sitting there scratching your head going, what the heck happened? And it turned out it was just so the car wouldn't start. And these professionals, they know why it wouldn't start and they just bypass your little security system that you have on it. Now, they have things like low jacks and, and that you can find your car. You know, you've seen the ads on GM, I remember. And you break down. They say, oh, uh, we showed that you're having a problem. 
we'll send a tow truck. Okay, good, good. That's, that's a good one. At least you've got something. But don't overestimate what that security system does. I know them when you have a vehicle and you're ever past one on the side of the road or sitting in a parking lot that was up on four cinder blocks where they've already pulled the tires and wheels off of it. And you just, you scratch your, well, why didn't this thing just go off? Some of them have motion sensors on them. Some of them you can walk up close to them and it'll say, stay away from this car. And you're okay. And if you really want to have fun, just, just sit back and with your little, uh, emergency thing, and when people come out and they go walking out through a parking lot, just push that little emergency thing and have your phone, your horn go off in a parking lot and watch the people's reaction. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, but the car horn blowing, they are so regular, and people are so used to people carrying their key fobs around in a pocket They'll put their change in their pocket or put their pocket knife back in a pocket and it'll hit that thing and then it'll go off in a parking lot. And then you have to go out and turn your vehicle off because you don't know which car in the parking lot is making the noise. But people will just think, oh, yeah, well, somebody just hit the key fob wrong or something like that. They don't even bother going and check and see if, oh, maybe somebody opened the door. So that is just something to go along with your Christmas shopping and safety and Christmas shopping. So, and we can probably get to that right after the first hour if you want to. But I want to, uh, when we come back after the first hour, talk a little bit about these EVs and this seven degree below zero in the Midwest and North, North Midwest across the country. There's a lot of stuff coming back on electric vehicles and this sub-zero temperatures that you're having. How much time we got, Mr. Producer? 30. All right, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go ahead and we're going to close out this portion of the show. And then when we get back, we're going to get into EVs in case I get sidetracked between now and two minutes later. And uh, we'll get into that and the problems that Jim is seeing with electric vehicles and the problem that you're having with your electric vehicles. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening live to the Simmons Parker Show, ESPN. 